Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Which is Super Bowl Monday here in Australia, yes. Super Bowl Sunday in the States, and right now joining us, a friend of the show, he's joined us a few times, and we thought, well... We've got to get him and back He would for eat Super chicken Bowl, wings on Super Bowl Sunday. He'd have to. American broadcasting legend Trey Wingo joins us right now, and we've got the SEN coverage of the Super Bowl 9 a.m. on Monday morning. And Trey, I'm not sure where in the States you're going to be, but you're going to have your eyes glued to the screen, dare say, when the Cincinnati Bengals take on the LA Rams. How are you, mate? I'm doing great. And, uh, by the way, I'm with you. Uh, Frickin' oysters are boogers in a shell. 100%. <laughs> get them out of here. <laughs> what a brilliant intro. The first thing, I don't think anyone has ever come on the show or any radio station on this radio network and had an opening line like that, Trey, so congratulations. Well, I mean, think about it. Hold on. There, I just made an oyster, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's first and ten. There's a first down already, Trey. Well done. Where are you going to be for the game, mate? I actually, I'm in L.A. right now. I've been doing work uh all this week, but tomorrow I'm Don't headed to Don't lie to, to us, Trey. Vegas Don't lie to because, us. You don't have to lie to us. <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, I would never lie to you because finally the borders are open again, so I want to come back. Yes. Um, but I'm leaving tomorrow morning to head to Las Vegas to do a Super Bowl thing with both Peyton and Eli Manning for Caesar Sports, so we're really excited about that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I saw that um, Yeah, the, the Peyton and Eli show that they do around games on a – I think it was a Monday night over there that they're going to expand it to other sports. Such a success it's been as those two brothers ripping, uh, ripping into each other. So you're just going to be the moderator in between those two, or are you going to take sides, or what's what's going to happen there? Oh, I will never take sides in the, in the House Manning battles. I let them, I let them duke it out. I'm just going to egg each each one of them on to say stupid stuff. Brilliant, brilliant. Hey, before we get to um, like my co-host here, Joe Montana is going to ask every second question <laughs> under the sun about the game on, 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 I just want your thoughts trade quickly on the Ben Simmons trade to Brooklyn Nets and James Harden going the other way. What do you make of all this? What's been the reaction stateside? Well, I mean, Ben Simmons has been a giant baby for lack of a better term, about this entire thing. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's refused to sort of develop his game and and change things that are necessary for him to be the player that he should be, quite frankly. He should be a much better player. Uh, And the Sixers finally got tired of it. And it's amazing that they could get someone like James Harden in return. But uh, we're talking about a guy who is much older and Simmons who is much younger. And the hope is that eventually Ben Simmons will figure out, you know, to be great, you got to improve, and uh, I guess the Nets are banking on that. Trey, also just quickly before we move on to Super at the at the Brooklyn House, I saw an interview that Kyrie Irving is getting frustrated about his availability. Well, it's pretty pretty simple to uh, to fix that. <laughs> well, it's like it's like Novak. What else could I do? I can think of one thing you could have done. You know, I mean. The, we're, we're taking the obvious answer off the table here. So, yeah, I agree. If he's getting frustrated, well, he, he could fix that if he wanted to. He's choosing not to. That's on him. If he can handle his own frustrations because of his own making. It'd be fascinating to see how it all, all pans out for Ben Simmons at, at Brooklyn because not only does he have Paddy Mills now and he's, uh, who has yep. said, I've always had his back, but he's got Steve Nash, who is one of the great competitors in the history of the sport there. 
um, at an organisation where they're just going to expect straight away, aren't they, Trey? They're not going to allow this guy to kind of settle in. It's like do the business straight away because we're, we've got to get going for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's time. It's time to get busy playing basketball, which is what you should have been doing all along. Right, Nick, over to you. Uh, Here we go. Super Bowl. It, it's, it is one of the greatest sporting events. Uh, the, the Super Bowl game, and I will save a little bit for halftime, which is its own, uh, its own thing this year. It's going to be uh, amazing. But SoFi Stadium, Rams home field. Uh, let's go talk Rams first. They went all in this year. They traded for Matthew Stafford. Uh, they've got, they got Von Miller. Uh, they, Robert Woods went down. They got OBJ. Uh, they've gone chips in. It's, uh, they want to win this title, don't they? They do. And, you know, it's funny. A lot of people saying, well, they have to win it this year. I'm like, no, they really don't because Matthew Stafford's 34. Like you'd love to win it this year because you're there. But I mean, we just saw Tom Brady play till the age of 44. Aaron Rodgers is contemplating playing at 40. Drew Brees played very highly uh, into his 40s. So I, I would say there's at least a five and potentially longer window for Matthew Stafford to continue playing at a high level. But you're right. You If you traded, uh, two first-round picks to get him, you certainly want it to pay off right now. Stafford is an interesting guy. Like, he's there's, – there's really good with Matthew Stafford and there's really questionable with Stafford. He had 41 touchdown passes, second only to Tom Brady in the regular season. That's great. He also threw 17 interceptions, which tied a rookie, Trevor Lawrence, for the most in the NFL. That's acceptable for a guy who's played as long as Matthew Stafford has played. And while he did lead the Rams to a 10-point fourth-quarter comeback in the NFC Championship game, he also threw what should have been the game-ending play. It was an interception right down the middle of the field with 140 to play to Niners defensive back Jaquiski Tart, who proved he's a defensive back and not a wide receiver because he has two sets of feet instead of one set of hands. Uh, And if he had made that catch, the game's over. Like, game's over. So Stafford is this wonderful roller coaster ride of really good and really weird and uh, people are talking about a Hollywood ending out here. But remember, they make horror movies out here, too. Yeah, that's a really good point. And a horror movie could be for Joe Burrow is uh, Aaron Donald. This guy is uh, a machine. The Tennessee Titans got to Joe Burrow nine times. Uh, Aaron Donald could be the difference no. uh, for the Rams. He, he really could. Look, he, he, any year that Aaron Donald plays, he's either the first or second best defensive player in the game. It's just that simple. Um the Bengals' offensive line is atrocious. It's not bad. It's not average. It's really bad. They gave up 50. Joe Burrow was sacked 51 times in the regular season. He was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. No most sacked quarterback has ever made it to play on Super Bowl Sunday because they've usually gotten the crap beaten out of them. So the only way the, uh, the, the Bengals can avoid Aaron Donald destroying their game plan is to use his strengths against him. And what do I mean by that? He wants to get upfield and rush from the middle, which he will do. Fine. Then use his aggressiveness against him. Uh, counters, uh, quick bubble screens, flares, get that ball out in a hurry. They cannot rely on a, on a, on a constant stream of five-step drops uh, for uh, Joe Burrow behind that offensive line. Weirdly, in Super Bowl 50, when the Carolina Panthers were playing the Denver Broncos, who had – Von Miller on one side and DeMarcus Ware on the other side and Malik Jackson up the middle. I mean, and Derek Wolf. They, I mean, they had the number one defense, playmakers everywhere. They kept calling five and seven step drop plays for Cam Newton, and the Broncos just ate that offensive line apart. 
So I can't imagine that the Bengals are going to make that same mistake. They've got to find ways schematically to use Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and Von Miller's uh, strengths against them. Like, let their aggression be their biggest mistake. Trey, with um, big events like this, there's always the call it the heartwarming story, but the, the, the story of the guy who's kind of come from nothing. Uh, I don't know, like growing up on a trailer in a trailer park and needed food stamps to get through high school and all of that and, and, and risen above and, you know, it's, it's screenwriter's joy that things like this pop up and, and one day it could find, find its way onto, onto a feature film. But is there someone like that who has risen from seemingly nowhere, maybe not to that extent, to be a big part of what will transpire Sunday over there, Monday over here? Well, I mean, you, you really don't need to look any further than the Bengals quarterback in Joe Burrow. I mean, he was passed over uh, at Ohio State in favor of another quarterback. He came from Athens, Ohio, which is really, I mean, you want to talk about a hard scrabble area in, in the state of Ohio. Um, when he won his Heisman Trophy, he used that trophy speech to beg for food donations in his hometown because unemployment was high. People were going hungry. I mean, it, it was not a it was not a good place. You know, he didn't come from a place of privilege. He didn't come from a place of, you know, the white picket fence and, uh, you know, four bedrooms and two and a half baths. And, oh, look, there's a dog. He didn't know. It. There was none of that. I mean, he came from a tough area. And he's, he's a guy that had to fight through his way at Ohio State. No one believed in him there. Then he got he had to transfer and go to LSU. And Louisiana is not a place that welcomes outsiders very easily. And his first year as the quarterback there was very mediocre, but through hard work and dedication, and quite frankly, a lot of talent, he won over uh, all the people in the Bayou State. And now he literally could probably commit any crime he wanted to in Louisiana and would never be charged. Well, that's a heartwarming way to sum it up. It's a good thing to have on your CV. <laughs> Free pass. Just call like, it like it is, guys. <laughs> it's like a game yeah. of Monopoly. Get I out agree of jail. There, I agree. Just on the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, they are able to come through. They've run the table in the playoffs. Uh, but going back to the start of the year, and you mentioned about their offensive line, uh, there was you know a fair bit of talk about them drafting uh, Panay Sewell to, to protect Joe Burrow. They didn't do that. Yep. But the guy they drafted, Jamar Chase, has been outstanding. Oh, he's been amazing. And, he, you know, he's ticked off all these records for receivers uh, just one by one, and he has one left. Uh, Torrey Holt, uh, when the Rams won Super Bowl 34 uh, over the Tennessee Titans, 23-16, holds the record for the most receiving yards by a rookie in a Super Bowl at 109. And you better believe Jamar Chase has his sights set on that one. So uh, it's funny, uh, Zach Taylor, the Bengals head coach, is a friend, and I texted him a couple of times during the season. Hey, man, we were all wrong. Like, Obviously, you need a tackle, but this guy Chase is ridiculous, especially after the 266 yards he put up in the Week 17 matchup against the Chiefs. And Zach, to his undying credit, always texts back, "I forgive you. You weren't alone." <laughs> That's a good. That is a good response. That is a good. And also, <laughs> probably from one of my prop bets uh, later in the show, because uh, you spoke about getting the ball out quick. CJ Uzama might be uh, someone. If you want to text Zach to say, "Look, just look, look at him over the top there. Just get him uh, six or seven receptions. It'd be nice." <laughs> well, it's interesting, right? Uzama is going to play or tracking to play, and suddenly Tyler Higby won't play. Uh, we just found out today the Rams put Higby, their tight end, on injured reserve. So. Uh, 
you know, it, of all things, I didn't think that Higby wouldn't play and Uzama might play based on the injuries they suffered in the uh, in the championship games. Right, Trey, we need the prediction. Who's going to win? What's the score going to be? Well, listen, um, the the uh, the over under is forty eight and a half in this game, and we've been on a run of Super Bowl unders uh, yeah. quite a while. Um, also, we've been on this run of underdogs, right? Since Super Bowl forty two, when the Giants took down the previously unbeaten Patriots, eight of fourteen dogs have gone on to win the Super Bowl. Before that, it was only twenty nine percent of the time for the first forty one years. So, we're we're on a little trend here. This game, I think, is going to be close because. The Rams don't blow anybody out, and the Bengals don't get blown out. Um, I could see a very logical scenario for either team winning, but let me just say this. If I was a Bengals fan and I'm getting three and a half points, I think I feel pretty good about that. One last one from me, Trey, before we let you go. Um, who wins halftime out of the lot that they've got fronting up for that halftime show? Well, you know, listen, uh, I Hopefully the viewers win because that may be the best lineup we've ever seen in any way, shape, or form, top to bottom. So uh, I'm hoping that the viewers win and we don't have any, you know, wardrobe malfunctions like we've had in previous Super Bowls. Yeah, we don't need that to happen to Dr. Dre for sure. Absolutely. Um, Trey, we'll leave it there, mate. (laughs) Really appreciate your time. Much, uh, many thanks. Hold on. on. Hey, hold on, guys, real quick. Hold on. Made another orange. <laughs> <laughs> Topped and tailed. Thank you very much, Trey Wingo. And enjoy the Super Bowl, mate. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon.